This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello, hello. This is Jessica Kupferman. Welcome to She Podcast, the Thanksgiving episode 2019. With me, dressed in plaid, the wonderful Elsie Escobar and the... Quickly diminishing producer, John Jamingo. Hello, John. Hello. You know, I'm wearing what they call in Canada a bunny hug. In Canada, they call a hoodie a bunny hug. I think I like that oh. better. Uh, it's not I very manly. I like that better. It's not manly, but it is cute. And you can be both <laughs> yes. manly and cute together. Okay. All right. Yes, um, yes, yes. I like bunny hug. That's nice. So I am coming to you live from the Wilmington, Delaware Homewood Suites. We, I don't remember if I've said anything on the show or not about having mold remediation. Not in the show. Not in the show. You have not. So we, so both Scott and I each have had a parent pass away. And when that happened, I mean, my mom passed away. We had a smaller house and I, I didn't keep too many of her things. So, but still it was enough to where we couldn't use our garage. And then his father died and we had to get a bigger house for all the things. All of it's in the basement. So first, we had to choose all the things that we didn't want destroyed or that could be saved. Then they carried out, they made tarp hallways in our house, like E.T., and then carried out all the stuff that was too moldy. And then now we're in a hotel because they have to clean the basement and rid it of all the mold, which includes ripping out our insulation, repainting the floor, getting rid of the board, like the basement uh, ceiling is all covered in mold. Horrible. So uh, oddly, it only takes 48 hours. So we moved out of our house yesterday morning and we're at the Homewood Suites until tomorrow afternoon, I think, maybe tonight, but probably tomorrow morning just because Isaac is loving being in a hotel. He is so excited. So, of course, he yeah. So that's been really fun. Being in a, you know, the mold thing has been so annoying, actually. The tarp hallways and stuff has been awful living there. But hopefully, I don't know, maybe our health will improve because we're not living in a giant mold factory. It could. You know, mold really makes you sick. Yeah, mold really makes you sick. I mean, Scott's already sick, but maybe I won't get sick. I don't know. Hopefully, it'll just get better. That would be amazing. That would be amazing, wouldn't it? So we're in a hotel. It's been pretty fun. This one is, the Homewood Suite has a full fridge. Two um, burners, a dishwasher, a sink, a toaster, a microwave, and a coffee maker. So oh, it's wow. like being at home, but without all your junk, which I love. That's really cool. And then somebody else can clean it up for you. And then somebody, yeah, even... someone will come in, grab the towels, make our bed, and we'll just sit here and watch them like king and queen of shit. Like king and queen <laughs> shit. It's going to be wonderful. I mean, we do that anyway, right? Cause... I am so sorry. Kind of like Shit's Creek. Except we're not as well-dressed as the roses but yes it's exactly like Shit's creek which by the way is my favorite show in the world i love wait speaking of that elsie you started Shit's creek where are you now i did i haven't finished since the last time i talked to you about it because i i had to stop because you know there's only so so much time in the day to consume media that's not related to what you have to be doing it's true when you listen to 80 podcasts you do run out of time in your day 
Yes, I do. I listen to a lot of them. Yeah, I haven't watched like a comedy in such a long time. So I really, but it's really funny, right? Worth it, right? It. Very best. much worth it. I am really ha- in fact, I even told somebody else about it. And I'm, this is very unusual for me. Because usually I, I stick to like, my mystery type shows and my drama things that I really like my murder shows. But this one was like, I just, I just thought like, you know, this is refreshing. At least for me, it was really refreshing. I really enjoyed it. And it's so smart and hilarious and so much commentary. And it's just so, it's yeah, it's really hilarious. Good. Yeah. So that's, what's going on with me. Um, Sweet. I had a funny story to tell you before we start with news and stuff. Okay. Because this is a lesson to those of you who do this. And I don't want to call this person out by name or if I can avoid having this person know who it is, but I don't know that I can. But if you are listening and it was you, just know I'm not judging you. I just thought it was hilarious. Okay. Oh my God. So I was being interviewed on a show where I was talking about, you know, serious subject. I was talking about my daughter and some of the challenges that I had with her. And, you know, the idea was that I would tell like a, a pretty good amount of the story And so I ended up doing a lot of the talking and this person asked me a question. And then as I was answering it, mid-sentence, let out the loudest, manliest burp I ever heard. And like, (laughs) and like I, it threw me off so much that I couldn't finish my sentence, but I assumed she thought she was on mute. It was a woman? Yes! A woman! Wow. I have a funny story. But I mean, this. it was like, it was horrible. <laughs> and I mean, I mean, here I am talking about like mental illness and addiction. And I hear like the <laughs> So, I mean, it completely threw me off. I didn't even remember what I was talking about because all I could think about was, holy shit, that was loud. <laughs> wow. One of the things about the Roadcaster Pro is that when you hit the mute button, you think you're muting yeah. it, but the other people can still hear it. Yeah, I don't know what kind of. I mean, we no, were no, on- no, no. That's not no, no. That that's not it, um, John. You're muting it, and the other people can't hear it, but you can. Like meaning, you you as the editor, it's still in the track, right? Well, yeah, but so this, here's the story. Uh, I am with a client, and we are talking up to a pretty big podcasting app. The the yeah. the head of it. Okay, and. She, her kids were in the background making all kinds of noise. So she mutes her microphone and she screams, all right, if you don't knock it off, I'm going to kill all of you when I get off this thing. <laughs> now, I'll That's paraphrase it because I don't know what she said, but it was, and it was so, la- it made, I startled, right? That's I amazing. Startled. Yes, I startled as well. Because when you're talking like this and then all of a sudden someone does something loud, you go, <laughs> I got to cover, cover, cover. It's like you have an inner panic attack, like a tiny little massive heart attack. Right. So then <laughs> I have the un- I have the uncomfortable thing. I got to tell the client that, hey, we just heard everything you just said. <laughs> oh, my God. What yeah. did she say? Was she embarrassed? Honestly, I got to tell you, she's like, oh, eh. she just brushed it off. So she didn't care. No, nah, she really didn't care. That's really funny, though. Oh, my God. I just I wish you know how like, yeah, because that's happened that that has happened to me. And it what sucks is like whenever you're on video, it's even worse. Yeah, because when oh, yeah. you're video, when you're on video, you're like this. Hi. I know. I don't even know what I would have said. Like, yeah, because you're just sitting there going like, you know what? Why don't you just hold off just a little bit? No, I said no. 
I said, no, you, I said you can't do that right now. Can you please excuse me one moment? I will be right back. Let me put myself on mute. And then like, and then you like let them go because yeah. there's times where like my girls will come in and I'm like, no, you are not like, this is when mo- like mama bear, like the scare. Ah, oh, comes I out. Know. And you have to do that. I can hear you instilling fear as you go. Cause you're just like, no, I said, shut the door. I know you don't want me to get off this microphone right now. <laughs> it's very polite, but you're just like, if I have to take these earphones off, you're going to be unhappy. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I edit for Daniel J. Lewis and Elsie was a guest. And here comes May. May comes in and she will not be denied. That May May. No, she will not. Well, <laughs> you know, Elsie had muted her microphone, but it was still on the track for me. Oh, my God. Right. And May got, a, May got a talking to. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. That is some of the best stuff for as an editor. It is. That is some of the stuff that, you know, that no one else is going to hear, but it's hysterical. It is. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, especially because she feigns politeness so for so long, so much longer than I ever could. This is why it's good to be an older parent. Like, and I mean, I, I mean, you're not as old as I am with Isaac, but like you waited the first time around because like these are your first children and you have the ability to be like, um, mama's working. Whereas like, you know, when I was 22, I was like, get the fuck out of here, you motherfuckers. <laughs> Oh, they turned into such joys, those two children. Oh, my God. And then, uh, you know, and now with Isaac, I mean, I can't, I mean, I'm a little patient, but also he's a pisher, so it's hard. I think all all the kids are pishers. Yeah, but anyway. Are. Yeah, you're, yeah. Shall we uh, Yeah, move? let's move on. Moving. So anyway, I just wanted to say, I just thought it was funny. And then if you're listening, make sure you are on mute for the love of all that is holy. I'm not annoyed. I don't care. I thought it was hilarious, but I didn't ever get a chance to, say, you know, I, it was very awkward. So I didn't know what to say. Be like, by the way, that was a nice one. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get any on you? I know. Oh, stop. That's gross. Oh Ew. Okay. Ew, gross. Gross. Okay. All right. And so, okay. So let's move into some news. The news you can use. For the informed podcaster, podcasting news. <laughs> okay, so there, you know, there's been some, a few things out there in the news, but this is the thing that really, like, made me go, what? And it's not even official. So yesterday, I opened up Inside Podcasting by our friend Sky. And also, you know, she co-hosted the show here with I us. I love once. her newsletters. I absolutely I love, love it. I, yeah, because so good. the tiniest bit of commentary that Sky adds in makes me so happy. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> it so really as I was scanning, I was scanning through, you know, because you it's a scannable one. Like, so it's not a newsletter like Nick Quaz that it's like you read right. like two sentences and you, you have to like pause to ponder the world. Right. So not like that. This is like you can really get in a lot with her news. Anyway, this is one of the things she wrote in there. Quote, yesterday I stumbled across the unofficial news that Apple hired Emily, oh my gosh, Oshenschlanger. Oh my gosh. Yep. Sorry, Emily. National Geographic's current director of podcast and ex-reporter slash producer for NPR. Yeah. According to a source, the move is the the first of many content hires for them in the coming weeks. 
This development appears to support the story Bloomberg published last summer, which claimed that Apple plans to bankroll original podcasts to fend off rivals. What do you dun, think dun, of dun, that? What do you think of that? When I commented before, I said that I didn't think that this was something they were working on. So I may eat my panties. What? <laughs> I don't know. Because isn't eat my shorts? Can you please isn't... grab that as a drop? Thank you. <laughs> please write that down and send that to me immediately. She wants to eat her panties. What the hell? You mean eat your words? You know, you know how like somebody goes, I'll eat my shorts. Oh, you know, right. But that's shorts. Not okay. Well, shorts. Sorry. I don't know. Whatever. Eat my shorts too. Okay. okay. It, whatever. What I'm saying is, I may have been wrong, and so, or I was wrong. I mean, we actually don't know. But my thought was, if Apple is going to get into the content strategy, I thought that their foray into creating their own podcast content was going to be around supporting Apple. TV, like the TV Plus, Apple TV Plus programming, aka it would be something like inside the scenes or behind the scenes of the newest shows that have just come out. I'm sure that will be included. The TV show. But so that's addition, what I thought was the first thing. Right. I did not think there was going to be an in addition. I thought that it was just going to be that. So that's that was my take. I thought they were going to use podcasts to support their programming already inside of Apple Podcasts, TV Plus. I hate all the names. I know. Apple TV Plus. And then it was just going to be used as marketing, meaning it's going to be available everywhere. People can subscribe to these shows and it's just going to fuel more people into the TV product, nothing else. But this seems to be that they are making a play for original audio specific content, possibly. Well, yeah, they wouldn't have hired her unless they were. uh, Yeah, that's probably not. Not a paywall. I don't know. Why would they do a paywall? That would make no sense. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like, because Spotify, the reason that like, because Spotify is creating things for their subscription that's only available for their subscribers, like the Obama deal and all of the other deals that they that we're going to talk about later are all going to be for Spotify subscribers. They're not going to be like available everywhere. But there is no paywall for Apple Podcasts. There is a paywall for... Apple TV Plus, uh-huh. there is a, t- a paid, you know, uh, whatever membership for Apple Music, but Apple Podcasts. Well, but everybody, have that. I mean, the article says it's to compete, and you can't compete with iHeart and all the other places if your stuff's behind a paywall. Audible already learned that, didn't they? Or no, they haven't learned that lesson yet. No, because I just saw that I they were trying to get me to once again commit to something. That was very interesting that they had audio behind the paywall. But th- what I'm saying to you, though, Jess, let's say that um, the podcast with the Obamas come into the scene. Does that mean that you have to then subscribe and be a subscribing, paying m- premium member of Spotify in order to listen to that podcast? Or is it only available in Spotify for everyone? Meaning... You just need to download Spotify. Yeah, I think that's the And answer. then listen to it there. Everybody gets that. You do not have to have premium membership for that. You just have to listen through Spotify. It's not anywhere else. I think that's the answer. It's probably... You think that's the answer? <clears throat> yeah, because that's the answer with the other ones. I think they're just trying to be competitive and 
that means they can't get crazy. They have to have it be available for everyone to listen, but on their own platform. That's my opinion. Okay. I mean, I could be wrong. All right. But. No, you know what? You Yeah, I think that that would be good. In yeah. that case, if you do make a deal with Apple to create Apple Podcasts featured content just available on Apple Podcasts, that's a big play right there, man. Yeah. Like that's like not, <laughs> yeah. And yeah. it seems like they're, yeah, anyway. It's a big deal so, to be asked by Apple to do anything. If you, correct I mean, it. I would, you know, if they told me they wanted me to be the janitor because they like how I clean toilets, I'd be thrilled. <laughs> they would be not very smart because I'm actually terrible at that, but I would still be honored <laughs> to be asked. <laughs> to clean a toilet. Yeah. I mean, right. you're like, thanks, dude. I, yep. I would disappoint them, definitely, but. Yeah, I'm just saying. Anytime Apple's like, "Hey, could you?" You just say yes, yeah. don't you? You do. Could you polish my glasses and get me a cup of tea? Yes, yes, I will do those things. Yes, yes. But but anyway, this was really interesting, and I just think that this is actually something that I I'm like, ooh, interesting, interesting. Yeah. Do you know what that's from? Hold on. Do you know what that show is from? Hmm, very interesting. Laughing. She would, I know, I but she would have never like the, known that. Oh, oh, really? I thought it was like the Pink Panther or something. No. Oh, I mean, yeah, he, yeah, he did do that. But you know, Laughing, there was a, a character on Laughing, which I know you've never seen. I was not allowed to watch that stuff. Well, anyway, he and he used to go, hmm, very interesting. But he well, had a list. Anyway, well, see, it just came stupid. through me yeah. without me even knowing channeling the it. pop culture aspect of it. Oh, anyway, all right, so. And then now moving on to the rest of this story that I think kind of builds on it is this article that came out uh, featuring Spotify. This was like a huge article on um, The Hollywood Reporter. And it is really absolutely worth a read, guys. In fact, I'm so I saw Evo Terra mention this as well. Um, that he he was actually considering buying, or maybe he did, buying the actual physical copy of this, because I think it would be really neat to have this. It is a really well well done article. It's really in-depth. It's like, it obviously, it's like, it's kind of behind the scenes. And the title of this episode is kind of very telling. They just want to make it like, ooh, fancy. Spotify's Daniel <sighs> L. has a plan to harness Hollywood for podcasts and create the world's number one audio platform. So oh last year at New Year's Eve, when everyone was saying, what's your big podcast prediction for 2019? My prediction was that Spotify would eat Apple's lunch. And this is proof that they're at least getting to it or trying to get to it. They're really trying to, yeah, they're aiming high here. And I think one of the things that I really like about this article, well, there's two things. Scroll all the way down, Jess, when you see the little uh, graphics all the way at the bottom. There's like Spotify's yeah, five-year roadmap. Yeah, Like yeah, I yeah. love, oh, like wait, those okay. two, yep. those two graphics down there are really lovely because, okay, so... And this is kind of going to parlay into a little of, of the things that I teach my folks, like in terms of mentorship and and coaching and consulting and all that stuff. That with podcasting, you can't you cannot just think that this year, like I just released my show, I'm not getting very many downloads. How how did you promote your show? It's like you guys, this yeah. is like it's going to take some time here, yo. So anyway, 
the, the reason I'm saying this is because this graphic at the bottom of the page, and I'll have a link in the show notes there, has a five-year roadmap, which is what I've been saying to people now. Like, start to establish five years with your podcast. Like, what is it that you want to either do or have your podcast help you do, Wait. right? Either with the podcast itself or parlay into something else. This graph is showing you what Spotify has been doing for the last five years in order Correct. to get to 113 million paying subscribers. Exactly. It's not a plan so, for the next five. I just no, no, no. To that's what I'm saying. Okay. But what I'm saying to you here is that you can see a trajectory here. You can see that it didn't happen overnight, and that's the whole point here. Because people are going to read years. this, right? People are going to look at this and go, oh "My God! Oh my God! Spotify! They moved so fast." Well, not really. No. In fact, in fact, they failed pretty miserably there in around 2015. Because I do remember this when it started to happen, where Spotify started to make some news that they did this whole like video thing. Do you remember this? Mm -hmm. Where they released video in Spotify? Like they were like, and I was like, what? What are they doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What does that Who's even gonna mean? Who's going to look at that? Yeah. Nobody. And they had like, they had a video hub and they had ESPN and Comedy Central and all kinds of stuff there. And it was just like, okay. And they did. A, I remember watching like the whole like spiel that they did, you know, like how um, Apple has their big announcements and they have everybody on stage. Uh, Spotify did that and they had all of the stuff. And I was like, wow, they're really going all out on this. And they totally failed. You know, that reminds me of a question I want to ask your opinion about really quick. Is there such a thing anymore as video podcasts or do those people just all migrate to a YouTube channel? I'm not saying is it in iTunes, like tech. I don't want the semantics. I want to know, like, if you heard someone say to you, I have a video podcast, would you just assume that was a YouTube channel? Because I think I would. You would? Yeah. Okay. Who makes a video and then puts it up as a podcast in iTunes? Like, that doesn't seem right to me. Or Spotify or Stitcher. They've been around for a little bit. There's a lot of podcast apps that don't support video. And, you know, they are still available. Um, I think it has to be a very specific, like if you want to make it into a video podcast, I think that there are two different kinds that actually can work as a video podcast in, in using the semantics, just like if you would go into Apple podcast and subscribe to a video show, right? It has to be one of these two things. One of them, it has to be an educational one, meaning it's the screen and it's teaching you how to do stuff. There's a lot of those like screencasts online started out that way. And it's one of the most profitable businesses out there now that was built off of a podcast. He's expanded very, like a lot to do a lot of um, tutorials and whatnot on apps and how to use iOS and how to use uh, Mac OS and all that stuff. So there's that side of it. And that really works well as a podcast. You can subscribe it and take it with you and consume it. And then the other aspect is that it has to be really highly produced video content that is either has uh, guests that are highly engaged, like there's extra stuff happening between that you really need to watch it, or it's highly produced in the sense that the videos themselves are very well thought out and short, because those are the ones that I used to subscribe to way back in the day were little like pot video podcasts that were like that. But now they're generally YouTube channels, like the, all of that stuff is happening in YouTube. So I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't think that I would – I don't know if it's worth – like, I don't know if it's worth it because it's a lot more money, meaning the, the files are really big and hosting costs money. 
And if you want to put a video podcast out there, it's going to be a lot of. Is that not you know, a dying memory. medium? Video? Yeah. No. No. no not no, a no. dying medium. No, not at all. No. Dude, you know what I'm obsessed with right now? I can't wait to find out. What? <laughs> J-Lo's YouTube channel. Why? What's on there? She has been killing it really? on YouTube. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's interesting. Oh, my God. You have to watch it. It is so good because, and I think it was the influence of A-Rod's influence on her. Um, I think he pushed her to to make this choice. And she has taken to it because they do like, it's really crazy. If you watch J-Lo's YouTube and A-Rod's YouTube, they kind of sometimes have each other's footage in it and it, they definitely have different producers for each one or at least different styles of course mm-hmm. but the behind the scenes stuff of what she did in her in her concert um all of the stuff that they have like in her when she's promoting a specific album when she was going to be putting out Hus- the hustlers movie and all that kind of stuff they have all kinds of really interesting behind the scenes stuff with her kids stuff that you would never get anywhere else beautifully edited edited like when he like A-Rod gave um Jennifer get this her first car in I don't know since she was in her 20s in like 20 something years she hasn't driven for years and he gave her this car and she was like oh my god I haven't driven a car in so long and of course it's a beautiful car because everybody drives her around but anyway I think she's killing it it's an amazing amazing uh new medium for sure I just completely disagree with that Mm, okay yeah, it is really, really a great tool. I think JLo needs to be seen. Like, she's somebody that you need to watch. I don't want to listen to her. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Everybody has a... She is everybody. compelling. You have a point there. Yeah. So I do believe that there are some people that you need to watch instead of hearing. Yeah. All right. But yeah, I don't. I don't. But anyway, coming back to um, the Spotify... Thing. There are, I took out a couple of quotes from this very vast article, and there are two things that I feel Spotify is doing very, very well. And I have never heard Apple, and please, people out there that are listening, please correct me if I am wrong. But I have never heard Apple refer to these things. So here's the quote number one quote at first. Recalls Eck, the engineering and content teams had totally different languages and ways of describing things. The concept of quality, he explains, was especially challenging to define early on. That led to this really interesting debate about how to measure how people relate to content, he continues, explaining that the community, the company is now spending more time looking at whether its recommendations lead users to lead users to form a lasting habit with a new piece of content. We mm. moved away from raw consumption as a metric and instead are focused on more qualitative metrics, end quote. So one of the things that I tell my people all the time is that you must address the habitual, the habits of your people that are listening. You, It is so hard to change people's habits in terms of using something different. We are stuck using our apps. We are stuck in the ways that we want to to, to move in the world. It is really challenging to give, as you know, like whenever you're trying to lose weight or whenever you're trying to be healthier, whenever you want to not drink whatever it is that you're drinking and drink like water instead. It is really hard to do that. You have to be 
all in and it has to matter to you. Mm -hmm. And they are in, they're listening to that. And I think Apple at this moment, you know, they've got like the, the momentum of have, having always been there and never have had, have had any issues with it because it's like, it was like the only solution for so many years that it's like default. And Spotify is really investing time in user behavior, how to keep people in the app. And they're not necessarily thinking just what, what I could gather from this is they're not just really thinking about how to make, get more download numbers. Right. They're thinking about how do we keep people coming back and for how long, right? You tap into Spotify one day for a couple songs, then it's a couple songs and, ooh, there, there's a podcast here. Oh, that was interesting. And you go away and maybe you don't listen to the entire thing, but you keep coming back. And the more you come back, the more you're invested in the ecosystem of what that is. What do you think about that? I agree. I just, I'm speechless. <laughs> I'm speechless. <laughs> There's a and lot. There's a lot of crap in there. No, but then here's like one one other thing too is that they are it, it that leads on to that. This is another quote quote from the article. It says key to Spotify's plan is to develop is development of products that can introduce podcasts to new listeners. So they're already focusing on that. Good. Um, in the summer, it launched the Daily Drive playlist, with the, which uses algorithms to surface a mix of music and talk based on users' listening preferences. Already, Spotify has, has found that shorter podcasts work incredibly well in that mix. So it has started to invest in bite-sized shows like Simmons' new effort, The Hottest Take, which is less than 10 minutes an episode, end quote. And again, this actually builds on that same thing. They're really focusing in on user behavior and what they tend to use and how they use what they use and the type types of things that they're listening to. And they're trying to add something that is going to be, that is not going to take them outside of that. So they're building into the habits, listening mm -hmm. to little bits of content, right? And it's like, I think that for, for podcasts too, it's like, at first, a 10 minute podcast would be really easy to consume. And then go yeah. like, Oh, I wonder if there's, Oh, there's a 30 minute one, or oh, there's a 60 minute one, like that would be really neat. Or you could just stick to the 10-minute ones and be done with it. The whole point of the company there isn't necessarily to to ask the question, is 20 minutes the best length of the show? Is 30 minutes the best length? Of, what's the best length for a podcast? Mm -hmm. They're actually creating the best length to keep people in the app so that they can keep coming back and then eventually become a, a premium member and yeah. they can make money. So that's it. Right? It's an overall vision of this thing. Good job, Spotify, for yes. I mean, like I'm excited for what they're doing for sure. But alas, people are scared. But anyway, before <laughs> we continue, before okay. we continue with that, though, we have some love. It seems like we have some love. We're giving some love to a new sponsor that we have. Yes. So coming up the next month through New Year's, we are going to be sponsored by Meet Edgar. And I love Meet Edgar. We've used it for a very long time. The woman who founded Meet Edgar, Laura Roeder, is one of the, when we, when Elsie and I both joined that online business school that we joined, she was one of the teachers. So we were always happy to support her. And Meet Edgar is one of those platforms that allows you to, what they call, put your social media on autopilot. So takes your social media stress and turns it into social media success Oh my God. with features designed to remove the time and sense intensive parts of managing the content on all your networks. So basically you can automate Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Now, a lot of people don't like the automation thing, but what we do is 
what Meet Edgar is great for is queues. So you can set up a calendar, you put a queue in, you put your time slots in, and it sort of randomizes. So let's say you have like 100 tweets. Let's say you have 100 episodes. You put one tweet in for each episode. You tell it, okay, this queue, I want it to go Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday at 2 p.m. And then it will just choose one from the pile and stick it on out there. Um, which is kind of cool because you don't have to think about it much and you know that anything you put in that queue is pretty good. This is also good for what I like to call general promotion for your podcast, which is when you are doing an update about your show that is not episode specific, which I think is important because a lot of people could be interested in your podcast, but not necessarily that week's episode. So you do kind of have to say things like, she podcasts, the show for you if you're a woman who wants to podcast. They may not be interested in the fact that we've talked about Spotify for the last half hour. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and you're lost. But I'm just saying that's why Meet Edgar is great. Also, it does native posts to all those four things. Facebook group and page, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram. It does it for you. It's not one of those that pulls up the app in your phone and makes you have to live do it. It just does it for you. And it also does multi-image posts. So check out Meet Edgar. I think... I mean, you can check it out today, of course, but I may have a promo code next week for you. So um not saying wait. I'm just saying, you know, look at it. And if we have a promo code before the show goes live, we'll put it in the show notes for you. Yeah, it'll be right at the top of the page, y'all. So if you want to open up your podcast app of choice, wherever you're looking and then swipe to or tap through to our show notes, right at the top of the page, you'll be able to see that code. And if you don't see a code right at the top, that means that we haven't gotten it yet. And then you'll start to find it later on. That would mm-hmm. be awesome. Mm-hmm. Yay. Mm-hmm. Yay. Woo-hoo-hoo. Okay. All right. right on. So I have, I actually have some breaking news here. Well, it's Get not really news, here. but it actually is information. It is information to put out there. And yes, it is lips and centric, but I think that um, this is information that needs to get out to as many people as possible so that y'all don't freak out because it has to do with your stats. So in the past, Spot- going back to Spotify, oh my God, Spotify mm-hmm. used to re-host your media, which means that if you uploaded it over to into, into uh, Lipsyn, then it went to Spotify and then Spotify kind of did its own thing and then like put it into its server. So anytime that you updated anything to the original file, it never showed into Spotify. You had to like literally call Spotify and have them remove the file or, I mean, it was crazy. It just would not update. And the stats also needed to be in separate places because because of that rehosting. Like their hosting went out, they did their own magic, and then they would send all that information back to Libsyn Mm -hmm. so that they could put that information in the stats. So it wasn't happening with everything else. So now there is a new system where that rehosting is no longer happening. They're doing pass-through, which means that now it all will work like every all the other stuff works. And that's like, yay. But now that it's been implemented, there are some things that are happening with your stats that are going to make a lot of people kind of like freak out (gasps) just a tiny little bit. I know. Wow. Because, because that I know, right? But Jesus out of me. What? What happened? What you happened? You hear that drop? <gasps> oh. Yes, that one. I thought it was you. No, it was not me. See what you do, John. Hey, I held back. I had one earlier I didn't use. Oh, my oh God. Oh, God. Scared the shit out of me. I need to go buy new panties. Because after she ate her panties. <laughs> That's amazing. An oldie but a goodie. I love that one. That was awesome. <laughs> it's all about panties. Elsie talking about panties. All right. Woo! Here. Woo! Okay. Woo! Woo! 
All right. So I'm going to read you this from a blog post that is yet to be live, but it will be live and I will be linking to it. So here it is. Quote, as we reported earlier this month, Lipson and the team at Spotify worked together to update the system to allow for pass through. What this means is instead of Spotify taking copy of your media file, blah, blah. You guys all heard that. Okay. So this change means that Lipson can now directly track stats instead of having to keep them separated out. And we had, as we had in the past, Spotify stats are now tracked with the rest of your numbers. Yay. Okay, here we go. However, once this change was made, we discovered that we still needed to enable destination stats, a feature available in our advanced stats subscribers. Enabling this feature caused the Spotify application itself to re-download media files that had already been downloaded by subscribers. This is causing a temporary spike in download numbers. Technically, they are legitimate downloads by subscribers to your show in Spotify. However, they are caused due to this forced re-download happening on Spotify's end. Don't panic. This spike will last a few days at most and return to normal. Destination stats will be counted going forward. So if you have any any questions about that, y'all, support at Libsyn.com, which means that for those of you who are crazy with your stat numbers, you're going to look in your stats and you're going to see a spike. And it's going to be like, oh my God, I am famous. Alas, no. Yes. You have to come back to reality and realize that no, you're not. No, you're not. It's just temporary. (laughs) And stop that. And so those are, again, those are real Download stats, but it's a forced download that's happening on Spotify's end, and that yes. is going to be changing here very so soon. Cut it so out. Just cut it out. Just sending that information out early, y'all. Okay. Yes, y'all. All right. All right. What else is happening? So I think that we need to kind of finish it off with this: Should my podcast take a break? Because this question keeps coming up. I don't know about you, but I've seen it 50,000 times. Yeah, yeah, yes. definitely. Especially this time of year, it comes up a lot. What do I do about the holidays? So we're going to help y'all out with this answer. Yes. So what do you think? What do you think, Jess? Should your podcast take a break? I mean, we started our show not taking a break. And then when we got comfortable or just decided to give zero Fs, we took a break. Mm-hmm. I think that... It's I I have enjoyed taking November to like Thanksgiving to New Year's off for our show. Like I enjoy not having to think about it. I enjoy not having to come up with news and things to say during a time when I'm thinking about what to buy 800 nieces and nephews as well as decorate the house and whatever else I've committed to. I mean, I think if you have a if you don't have this issue and you're not overwhelmed by all the things, then it's nice. I mean, you have three choices. You can do nothing and take the time off. You can create content in advance so that you can take the time off, but your show it does not. Or you can keep creating content. And the question of should or shouldn't is not really the question, the question is, what do you want to do? Because your audience will stick around. It's not like they're going to be like, fuck this bitch and right. go listen to something else. Like they'll, they'll stick around if they like your show, regardless of what you decide. But I think there's this fear of like, am I doing something wrong? Have I screwed someone over? What do I owe these people? And the truth is like, 
you owe them what makes you do the best content. And if that means take a break, then for all, you know, by all means, take a break. What do you think? I agree with you on that, on that self care kind of thing. And I think that essentially you do, you do you, you do you, baby. You do you, baby. You do you. People will come back and then people do tend to uh, not listen as much to the same things. Like usually during the holidays, uh, speaking about habits, right? We do have habits for our holidays as well, meaning, there's things that we do as a family that are a little bit different. There is media consumption that's different than the norm, right? Like maybe you go to the movies more. Maybe you don't stay at home. Maybe you do watch more movies as a family and you don't listen to your shows as much as, as anymore. Your kids are in the house. You can't be listening to those shows that you listen to every morning. So there's all that stuff. That said, though, there are some of you guys who do have businesses, right? Who, who do have like a, a higher purpose for your podcast. And that podcast is a massive part of whatever that in, infrastructure is that you have going on. In that case, then I would suggest that you do have a plan for keeping going in some way so that uh, you stay top of mind. And at the same time, you have people that are downloading your content. And also the other aspect is some of you guys who have advertisers like us are kind of in a little bit of a bind that you have to put out content. Oh, shit. I just created a situation. Yes, you did. That requires us to create content for the next six weeks. Well, you could do a shorter show. You could just come in and do two stories, do a half hour show. I mean, that wouldn't kill me. I do enjoy our conversations. I do. The, I enjoy them as well. Um, I think that part of it. Yeah, we, we we could do it. We could do it. We could figure it out. You know what? You know, we do the gift guide and we do the the looking back at the year. That's already two episodes right there. Mm-hmm. We could do like, a you know, what are we going to be doing next year? That could be the next. That's also, three episodes nothing right is there. on a holiday. Like it goes like Fridays are 13th, 2027. So we shouldn't be. So we could still, I mean, none of the days are days that are days off is what I'm saying. We could still record on all the holidays and it won't matter. Right. Obviously, we won't record on Thanksgiving because Black Friday is my holiday. <laughs> oh, my God. You're hilarious. <gasps> I have an idea, Jess. What, 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 what? We what, can what? also do bits and pieces. Like we could even do a special, like if we can rip the audio of maybe some of the things we did in She Podcast Live. Sure. That would be really good. Let's choose three or four that we want to rip. Right. We'll just do the whole session, which I think yeah. is a nice idea. Because that would be really cool. And all right. So we didn't actually, I mean, that, where should we pick this up? I almost think that we should go leave and it in. leave it in. Yeah. I'll tighten it up. Yes. But see here, but he, this is what I'm talking about. Like you can't be held to, oh no, now I have to do that one thing the way that I always did it. And now it's just going to be the same and I'm never going to have a break. Like you can establish something with your team, whether it's a solo episode, whether it's repurposing content from a previous course that you put out, maybe like, you know, maybe putting some stuff from She Podcast Live on the feed. So y'all yeah. are going to have to like, listen up to see what we decide to do. But you can do all of these things to cultivate some time for you to take a break and not do things as usual. I think that that's really the bottom line, not doing things as usual. You know, it also might be good for your own data purposes. Like I'm just, I just thought of this, like go back and look if you've done your show for a couple of years now. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. And see if go. your audience dips. If your audience right. dips significantly, take the time off. Or if it goes up because everyone's got time time to listen, then you can make decisions that way. So like, I'm just going to sit here and look because I'm curious now. 
for those of you guys who have been podcasting for a while, and I know that all the newbies are like, oh my God, I'm going to lose it. We dip in November, rise in January, February. That's weird. Yeah, because that's when everybody gets a new phone or they decide to come back to life after the new year, right? No, they make our biggest decisions. spikes are when there's a conference. So we have a spike well, right yeah. around PodFest. We've got a spike around podcast movement. We've got, yeah, and we've got, a, last year we had a spike around, I think it was, what is this, April 1st? We have dips November, December. We have a dip uh, February 1st. We have a dip July. That's weird. That doesn't mean you take off. It's just interesting to know. And if you have never done a show through the Christmas season, it might be interesting for you to see what your audience does. And then once you have that data, you can make decisions accordingly. Mm -hmm. And also, the other thing is, does it really affect you in the long run? Really? Like, this is, I think, a question that those of us who have been doing this for a while, unless you have made a commitment and a partnership with a sponsor or something that involves you producing content, you're getting paid per episode for, for whatever reason, then you obviously have to fulfill that because that's like a job. But if it's you kind of doing your own thing, nothing is going to happen. Yeah. Your audience is not going anywhere, yo. One thing that I would say is whatever the last episode is that you stop producing, let's say you take three weeks break. Let's mm -hmm. say your last episode is like mid-December and you don't come back till the first week of January. That mid-December episode needs to be on point and super strong, meaning that if people are coming to it, they're, they love it. They love that episode. It can't be like, hey, guys. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're back again. That's Ugh. funny. And here it's, I'm really tired. That's very funny. I'm going to be gone. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, Patreon is a big <laughs> thing too. Like if you have a lot of people oh, yeah, through Patreon, Patreon right? you right. almost have to put shows out because you take a month off and they're like, hey. Where's the stuff? That's right. Where's my content? Where's my five shows of content? You got <laughs> five hours off of me. <clears throat> yeah. Damn you. Damn you. You're Thieves. ripping me off. What's going on? So that is, let's just sign it out there. Hope you guys have gotten something out of today's episode. Yes. And also we have Patreon, dude. Yes. So as Elsie was saying, we have the VIP Super Squad, where if you go to our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash she podcast, you have access to a weekly Q&A where you can ask us anything you could ever want. Um, it is at the moment $5 a month, and it's going to be going up first of the year. So I would get in there while you can. Patreon.com forward slash she podcasts. The virtual ticket for she podcast is live. If you want to purchase it, go ahead and take a look in the show notes. Shepodcast.com is our website. You can also find us on Facebook. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at She Podcasts. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you to Elsie Escobar, John Jamingo, and uh, we love you. Mean it. Bye. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs>